Hello, I'm Brenna Bay, a partner with Edwin Co. Welcome to our podcast series about residential construction. In these podcasts, we discuss matters which arise on residential construction projects. Numerous of the topics discussed in these podcasts are also covered in our guide entitled What to Know Before You Start Digging a Hole, which can be found on our website. I would highlight the information within these podcasts is general guidance only and may not necessarily apply to your particular situation, since every construction project is different. Therefore, I strongly recommend that you seek professional advice before you undertake any sort of construction project or sign any appointments or contracts. In our last podcast, we discussed letters of intent, the reasons they are used, and the risks associated with commencing works under a letter of intent. In the next two podcasts, we will talk about an employer's key obligation in relation to a residential construction project, paying the contractor for the works. In this podcast, I want to address the price for the works, or the contract sum. In the next podcast, we will discuss the payment process under a JCT contract. Before you decided to build your own home, I expect the key thing you considered and spent the most amount of time researching was the cost. You likely reviewed the plans and specifications with your quantity surveyor to ensure the cost for the works fit within your budget. You may have told the contractor your budget and indicated that you want a fixed price for the completion of the development. Yet, like death and taxes, it is inevitable that your fixed price contract sum will change. There are various reasons why the price under a construction contract can change. The most obvious, and the one I'm sure you would think is reasonable, is if the employer asks for a change to the works. For example, if you select a higher specification for, say, the kitchen, you would expect to pay the contractor more for such change or variation. Similarly, for events outside of the contractor's control, it is reasonable for the contractor to be entitled to claim the cost of any loss and expense which it suffers because of such matters. In JCT contracts, these are known as relevant matters. While the relevant matters differ slightly between the different forms of JCT contract, they generally include items such as failure by the employer to give the contractor access to the site, a delay by the employer in giving the contractor an instruction which it needs in order to carry out the works, and the employer, or anyone engaged by the employer, impeding the contractor from undertaking the works. If a relevant matter occurs, the contractor can make an application for loss and expense. You may recall from our earlier podcast that it is the contract administrator who is responsible for assessing such claims in accordance with the provisions of the contract in order to determine if any additional monies are due to the contractor. Another reason a fixed price can change is if there are provisional sums within the makeup of the contract price. Provisional sums are an allowance or a guess for elements of the works which are either not defined enough for an accurate price or might not actually be required. For example, if you are digging a basement, there might be a provisional sum in relation to the groundworks, since the makeup of the ground might not yet be known. Or, a provisional sum might be used when a specialist subcontractor's fee quote has not yet been obtained. As the works progress, provisional sums are replaced with valuations of the actual work undertaken. Thus, the contract price will change, either up or potentially down. Furthermore, under JCT contracts, the nature of a provisional sum might result in the contractor being able to claim additional costs. In short, 
The more provisional sums there are in the makeup of a contract sum, the more potential that the price for the works will change. The reasons for changes to the contract sum, which we have discussed so far, generally relate to matters within the employer's control. And typically, the contract sum will not be altered due to changes in the cost of the contractor during the contract period. Rather, the contractor takes the risk of price changes or fluctuations, factoring this risk in when pricing the works. That being said, in the past few years, there has been a vast amount of uncertainty within the market, what with Brexit and COVID. Mainstream news has reported on the issues within the industry in obtaining both labor and materials, as well as the astronomical increase in the cost of some materials. To protect itself, a contractor needs to factor in potential further cost increases when tendering for works, and this might make a development unviable. An alternative method to addressing the issue of inflation is for a contract to allow for adjustment to costs due to inflation. Such fluctuation provisions are seen as fairer than placing all of the risk on the contractor and mean that an employer is not paying for contingency risk which might not materialize. However, such provisions do mean less certainty for an employer at the outset of the works in relation to the overall costs. In this podcast, we've discussed the cost for your residential construction project. Overall, it is very unlikely that the contract sum will in fact be a fixed price. Not only do you want the right to instruct variations, it is only fair that the contractor should be entitled to claim for losses suffered and expenses incurred for events which are not its fault. You can seek to obtain more price certainty by limiting provisional sums. As for inflation, like with many aspects of the risk found on construction projects, it is not a matter of simply placing risk on one party or the other. Especially in the current market, Labor shortages and increased material costs are key considerations on a residential construction project, and both the employer and contractor would be best served by talking about these matters and seeking to find an amicable allocation of the risks. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast, and will join us again next time.